A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Resistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my lit yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and stronger movement patterns, so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Ah, Today is about a really doozy of a concept and word. And that word is truth. Truth um, is a yoga concept, one of the 10 tenets that align in the yamas and niyamas. And it is uh, such a loaded word and such a great word. It's like truth is, I think, how we all hope we can live in, in in line with our truth. I'm going to read you a couple of definitions and then speak with one definition in mind for today's podcast, but it's the body of true statements and propositions, the property of being in accord with fact or reality, fidelity to an original or to a standard, and sincerity in action, character, and utterance in accordance with fact. What I'm going to be so those are all great ideas of, of truth. What I'm going to talk about today is this idea of property of being in accord with fact or reality and really target our selves in our truth. Because what I see is the yoga practice is a real opportunity to unveil or reveal some inner truths. Our ego can get in the way. Ego is not a bad thing, by the way. We need an ego. We need a healthy sense of ego. But when our ego has has an attachment to a to an outcome, 
And that isn't necessarily, and whatever way you're going to get there is not necessarily the most truthful way or honest way of getting there, then that isn't going to serve you. Your ego isn't helping you there. But when it keeps you in alignment with your truth, it is there to help you. It's there to, to push you and to give you a sense of who you are in all of your depth. But let me start with this little story and then we'll apply it to the yoga practice. A friend of mine once told me this, and I I say this sometimes in teacher trainings. She was getting divorced for for a second time. And she had had a really seemingly good marriage with a a really lovely man. and, And she was telling me this story and she was saddened about the divorce. And she said, you know, I came home one day and I opened the refrigerator and he'd gone shopping. And I looked and he had gotten me this type of yogurt. And I just looked and I thought, that's it. It was the wrong type of yoga. How does he not know this? And and she looked at me and she said, but you know, Laura, it's never about the yogurt. (laughs) And I love this metaphor. I mean, I don't love that that happened to her, but she was so intelligent that she had this like, what seems to be an epiphany just or something really like, oh, why are you going to get divorced over yogurt? It's never about the yogurt. And that's life, isn't it? That all these things can build up that we are not paying attention to and noticing and not shedding truth on. You know, that, that, that idea of really seeing the facts as they are and being in accord with this reality. So we can stuff a lot of our perceptions, when we really have really good perceptions, and we can stuff them down if they're not in accordance with what we want to be our reality. But at some point, the truth just pop, it will pop up. It will, it will reveal itself. And it revealed itself for my friend in the sense that she was noticing this guy, you know, her husband was not paying attention to this type of yogurt that she liked. But there was many layers to that. And it, you know, he probably wasn't paying attention in very many ways over, over many years in, in the ways that she needed. So what I would like to ask you all, and, and I try and do this in my own practice, because I think when we practice in our movement practice through our body, we shed some of those layers that we've that we can stuff down and hide behind. But on the other hand, we can apply it in our yoga practice too. So what I mean by that is I've seen, I've taught for so long and I've seen so many people who have these similar type of epiphanies like, wow, it's not about the yogurt. But after I just mentioned a few things to try differently in their practice, you know, whether it's don't shift forward from plank into chaturanga and let your shoulders roll down and a majority of the people that I've um, helped with that look at me and say, you know, I never felt good doing that, but I just did it. I always, or it always hurt my shoulders or it always felt weird. Or, and we don't even realize because that we're not allowing that truth to come up. We've kind of just like thought, oh, I'm, this is the way it's supposed to be. Even though we intuitively, our, our inner truth knows differently. And this is true for a lot of 
poses and transitions or movement practices. People have ideas that it's not actually a sustainable thing or it doesn't feel smart or it doesn't feel good. And it's not like it's connecting them to their spirit more or or anything like that. It's just, that's what they think is they're supposed to be doing and they're stuffing kind of that down a little bit. And, but again, the truth will come out and it can come out in different ways. And I, and again, I don't ever want to say like, you're going to get injured and that's your truth. But if we don't pay attention, if we don't pay attention, if we're holding our breath, it's not like we're going to run out of air or something, but we're not going to um, feel all the beauty of the practice, the buoyancy of the practice. And all the wonderful embellishments of the practice if we are limited by our breath and not letting that flow and not paying attention to it. So my question would be is how are you, where do you need to shine a little more truth into your practice? And this could be a movement practice. It doesn't have to be yoga. It could be running. Again, it could be any sport activity that you do, any movement practice that you do. Where are you not addressing things? Where are you stuffing them down? And then all of a sudden it's like, there's the yogurt, you know, the metaphorical yogurt. Like, where are you possibly just avoiding something? And and the movement practice is a very symbolic place for how we might be doing this in our lives as well, in, in relationships. So you could also analyze it in your relationships. Because I think this idea of being in accordance with reality, being in accordance with the the facts that are in front of us and not being afraid of that. There takes a lot of courage to see the truth, to feel the truth, and then to speak the truth and to not be afraid of that takes some courage because sometimes the truth isn't, isn't fun. It isn't fun. It isn't what we want. You know, it can be in a relationship and the truth is that, you know, you, you might be with a partner who isn't paying attention to what you like, what, what flavor yogurt or what kind of yogurt, and, but it could also spill out in a lot of other ways. He's not paying attention, he or she might not be paying attention to your dreams and your needs. And likewise, are you paying attention to them? Because you have to, you have to pay attention enough that you kind of command the things that you would like in a partnership or a relationship. And this goes into in, partnerships, to friendships, to business partnerships, all of it. How can you be more truthful in what you want in the relationship and what you need in it? And then how to speak that and speak it obviously with respect and dignity and kindness. It doesn't always need, mean it's going to be easy. But I would say explore on your mat, explore in your movement practice and your running and your biking, whatever it is. What are you avoiding? <laughs> Sometimes that's the truth, you know? It's like, we all think, oh gosh, okay. So for instance, let me make this personal. Like in my movement practice, I feel like I'm pretty well-rounded and I, I don't have these kind of categories of things that I don't do because I just want to avoid them. Like I'm stuffing them away or something. I, I know people do that. They'll say, oh, I really don't like back bends or I really don't like inversions or hip, you know, whatever the categories are. I don't have that in my movement practice. And I think it's also because I've, 
I'm really in line with what I think is a healthy and sustainable movement practice. And so I feel really clear and very truthful about what I feel works for me. And I've had a lot of time to create and and investigate a methodology that I've, I feel I'll be able to do for decades because it has such a sustainable sense to it. But I know that there's things that I, I should went round out my movement practice a little bit more with. And that's, you know, I should go for an occasional run or something with my, my kids or just on my own. And I just want to do that for my, for cardiovascular sake. I get a lot of cardiovascular work in my yoga because I do so many inversions and that really ramps up your um, cardiovascular ability. And I test out my cardiovascular ability when I go for occasional runs and I'm, I'm not winded. I feel good, but I know that it would just be a a little thing that it would add in when we talk about, you know, long-term health. And it doesn't have to be, you know, all the studies show you don't have to do like anything hardcore. In fact, doing kind of low grade movement throughout the day is way superior than to like big burst, which is what, what we've been thinking should be. You know, the truth is that we actually just need to move as our bodies were meant to move for many, many years since the beginning of civilization. And that is, you know, low load, not a lot of stress and continuing to move frequently. So I feel like I do that part, but I do, I would like to, you know, my truth is I would like to add a little more cardiovascular elements. That's just strictly cardiovascular, like go for like, you know, it could be a two mile run. So there's my truth and I should probably do that. (laughs) So you can hold me accountable. So I would just say, what is, what is in your movement practice that you know, sometimes we just write off things that we think we can't do when, when the facts are not lining up with that. And then sometimes we're pushing to try and do something that, again, the facts are not lining up. And the truth is that, do we really even need to do that? So here's another other example. I get lots and lots of messages and emails, and I try to respond to as many as I can for sure. And, and I love it. So please keep writing me. But it's interesting when people will... Right. And they have these questions. And I'm I'm always I always kind of answer sometimes with a question because like somebody will be really like, How do I get into lotus? How do I work on my lotus? And I want to say, what it why? Why do you want to go into lotus? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I really mean it. Like, why do you want to practice lotus? Like there is a truth of of inquiry. So be inquisitive. Like, or do you just want to do it because you think it's a cool pose? Um, do you think it's going to take your yoga to the next level? I'm really curious. What What is the reason that you want to do something like that? It's not a very natural position uh, for Westerners. And it's really problematic for the knees if your hips aren't prepared for it. So I say, if you can do Lotus without using your hands, like if you're in a handstand or a forearm balance and you can do Lotus, then then that's fine. But I still don't, I don't know if there's any real value to it. So that's what I would inquire is like, why are you, why are we kind of, I don't want to say obsessed, but we get very focused and goal oriented about like accomplishing a pose. And the truth might be that we're, we want to do it for something that is really not our own truth because we somehow think it's more spiritual, because we somehow think it's more advanced. So I would just, 
peel off the blinders and really look into why you practice, why what fuels you to practice. Because I find the people, this is personally speaking, I find the people that are most content and joyful in their practice are the ones who are really truthful about their practice and what it means to them. And they're coming at it and they're working at it and they're working at it like they work in life, which is to explore and to challenge just the right amount, Mm -hmm. but to move with a sense of playfulness and curiosity for no other purpose than that. There's no reason, um, no like, oh, I'm going to check this box off that I've done a scorpion with my feet to my head. It's really because the truth is that we want to just feel better. We want to feel better in life. I think that's the reason we practice yoga. It It makes us feel better in our mind, in our body, in our breath, in our spirit, in our emotional landscape, all of it. So investigate, what is your truth here? What is your satya? What is what is driving you? And then just be honest about it. There's nothing wrong um, with being really driven and wanting to get a handstand. Uh, can you just be patient with that? Can your truth be that this is going to take time and maybe the truth is, you're impatient and you are a doer and a checklister and you like to check the boxes off. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but you can't bring that into a practice and think that it's going to be your guide. You have to, the truth is that it's going to be harder than that, than checking the stuff off of the box, but it's also going to be a hell of a lot more fulfilling So that's what I'll say about truth today. Examine your life. Examine. Don't wait until all of a sudden you just notice the yogurt that's the wrong kind. You know, pay attention day in and day out. Are you getting the things you need in your yoga practice, in your movement practice, and in your life practice? Because we're all practicing to improve and be our best selves so that we feel our best and that we are acting our best in life. So I'm sending you hugs and lots of love. And let's all support each other in this journey and support somebody who is truthful because that's just a magical thing we have. Truth is something that we're missing quite a bit in our society today. Let's bring it back up. So thank you so much. Lots of love to you. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.